Hi there. I'm listening to things while I post on social media to all the Democrats to remind them to write me in. So, let's see what kind of groovy stuff is here. Trump business partners attack him in live meeting seven hours ago. Shout out to KAMP Student Radio at the University of Aridstone and KPYT Pasquayaki Tribal Radio on the res with Trista Show. So folks, it's one thing for you or for me or for people like us to be fed up and sick and tired of old Donnie and all of his BS. We've been like that for years, so it's not a surprise. But one thing you are seeing right now are more and more people in his world getting fed up with everything they're seeing from this monster. Not just the political scandals, not just the looming potential criminal issues, but critically a growing awareness that as investors and business partners with Donald Trump, This is a man that can't be trusted and that this is a man that's failing so hard, he's not only going to lose money for himself, he's going to lose millions of dollars for those investors. And this is connected to the further crumbling of his main corporation, you know, the Trump Organization, and all the terrible news they got last night slash early this morning. I got some brand new reporting to share with you on that. But then we got a really good piece of insight into a private meeting of Trump world in some of Trump's companies and how investors are pissed at Donald Trump about his recent failures and how this could cost Trump everything and those investors also all of their money. Guys, it is Uh getting rough in Trump world because they can't even trust one another anymore. It was six weeks ago that New York Attorney General Letitia James filed a $250 million fraud lawsuit against Donald Trump, his business, and three of his adult children. And on that same day, the very day Letitia James filed that suit seeking to make Trump, his company, and his family pay $250 million, the Trump... organization created a brand new company, a new corporate entity that they registered in New York. It was called, and I am not kidding here, Trump Organization 2 LLC. We'll just move all the money to Trump Organization 2, then they'll never find it. <laughs> to be clear, we do not know that they created this new carbon copy of the Trump Organization as part of a plan to hide assets, but that is certainly what Tish James thought they were trying to do. And she asked the judge in her fraud, fraud lawsuit to issue an injunction preventing the Trump Organization from transferring any of its assets anywhere, like to Trump Organization 2. Well, today, that judge granted the request. Trump's lawyer argued that a court order was unnecessary, basically a, hey, now, you can trust us, we're not moving our assets anywhere. But the judge sided with the New York Attorney General. Why? Among other things, because of Trump and his company's, quote, demonstrated propensity to engage in persistent fraud. Adding insult to injury, the judge is also going to appoint an independent monitor to oversee the Trump organization paid for by Trump's company. And you know that one's going to sting. You can tell how much Letitia James and her fraud lawsuit are getting under Trump's skin because Trump 
has now filed his own countersuit against the New York Attorney General. I call it a countersuit, but it is really more of an extended truth social post in lawsuit form. Quote, witch hunt that has haunted and targeted Donald Trump since he came down the golden escalator at Trump Tower in June of 2015 continues. Business owner or entrepreneur, then I want you to understand something, that the demand for virtual speakers is huge right now. In fact, demand is President Trump built a great and prosperous company, but a company nevertheless that must be carefully, delicately, yet powerfully managed. It is hard to read that with a straight face. Delicately, yet powerfully managed. He manages that company so powerfully and so delicately. You can literally hear the dictation in this lawsuit. It continues, quote, the interference by a political hack like James. Using this lawsuit for political gain would bring great harm to the company, the brand, the employees, and its overall reputation. Likewise, it could virtually destroy the highly profitable Florida properties, which include the legendary Trump National Doral Golf Club and Resort, one of the most successful in the world. Trump International Golf Club in Palm Beach, Florida, Trump Jupiter Country Club in Jupiter, Florida, and of course, one of the greatest and most successful clubs in the world, the Mar-a-Lago Club. This is a lawsuit. As in a legal document. Is he trying to pitch the job on, judge on a golf club membership? It sort of seems like he is. In fact, the lawsuit is so ridiculous. The New York Times reports today that many of Trump's legal advisors hotly opposed filing it at all, with good reason. One of them told the lawyers filing the suit for Trump they might be committing malpractice. But much like his tax returns, Trump appears to be very, very committed to keeping certain financial secrets. His new lawsuit seeks to prevent the New York Attorney General from getting access to the Donald J. Trump Revocable Trust, the entity under which all his other assets are structured. Among the financial secrets contained therein, quote, the trust contains his private estate plans and present decisions regarding the disposition of his assets upon death. That a Florida judge looks at the case Trump lays out here and says, you know what, this is credible. I think there's ab almost absolutely no chance. I mean, we really have, he has filed a number of very close to frivolous or frivolous lawsuits over the past several years. And this is up there as one of the most frivolous because what it's essentially asking is one separate sovereign to walk into another sovereign's business and stop a state investigation. And that's just not how it's done. You, there are mechanisms within New York to challenge the attorney general's investigation. He's already used some of them. And this is just not the way you do it. So listen to that. It's really showing that with the Trump organization itself, Donald Trump is flailing. He's not only losing because the facts are against him. It's difficult to win a legal case against a strong AG like Letitia James when the facts are on her side. It's already going to be difficult enough to beat her, even if Donald Trump really was a genius with world-class lawyers and all of that. But fundamentally, guys, he is acting like an utter buffoon like an absolute moron, and that's making it so much worse. And so that's the $250 million lawsuit, and that's bad enough. But one of the things you can say for Trump in that scenario is that he basically owns that company 
himself. He doesn't really have to deal with the whims of investors. But when it comes to Truth Social, another company that is also failing hardcore, he does have to deal with investors. And investors right now, whether they're small-time investors, many of whom are MAGA cultists, or they're big money trying to float the project, they are all getting ready to pull the plug and make that clear in a high-stakes very tense meeting and it says here in a call with investors patrick orlando the chairman and ceo of the struggling shell company announced that dwac this is the company that's partnering with trump to take trump's true social public was going to reconvene on november 22nd it was an ominous sign that digital world had failed to receive authorization from 65 percent of shareholders to continue the company's existence despite months of trying under the terms of the dwax incorporation the company was supposed to merge with a private firm within one year's time or dissolve and reimburse its investors at a rate of about $10 per share. Liquidation appears more likely to be DWAC's fate as Trump himself appears increasingly uninterested in the company or its shareholders as it has struggled to defend itself from a criminal investigation that executives engaged in prohibited insider trading and a separate inquiry from the Securities and Exchange Commission about allegations of illegal contact between DWAC officials and the leadership of Trump Media and Technology Group, said the report. According to this report, many Trump supporters are expected to take a haircut after purchasing DWAC at $90 a share. In remarks posted on True Social after the latest postponement, <laughs> members of the site expressed increasing frustration with DWAC's leadership. We are all in the dark and have no idea what's going on after multiple extensions, one member wrote. I agree this is BS, another user replied. I love True Social, but I can honestly say I've never seen anything like this in my life. Guess our stock is fixing the drop lower on the news. And so you can see what's happening here. The company was sort of set up on this idea that Trump would make a bunch of money and these investors, especially the insider, trusted and that this is a all of his Hello. BS. We've been like that for years, so it's not a surprise. But one thing you are seeing right now are more and more people in his world getting fed up with everything they're seeing from this monster. Not just the political scandals, not just the looming potential criminal issues, but critically a growing awareness that as investors and business partners with Donald Trump, this is a man that can't be trusted and that this is a man that's failing so hard, he's not only going to lose money for himself, he's going to lose millions of dollars for those investors. And this is connected to the further crumbling of his main corporation, you know, the Trump Organization, and all the terrible news they got last night slash early this morning. I got some brand new reporting to share with you on that. But then we got a really good piece of insight into a private meeting of Trump world in some of Trump's companies and how investors are pissed at Donald Trump about his recent failures and how this could cost Trump everything and those investors also all of their money guys it is getting rough in trump world because they can't even trust one another anymore it was six weeks ago that new york attorney general letitia james filed a 250 million dollar fraud lawsuit against donald trump his business and three of his adult children and on that same day the very day letitia james filed that suit seeking to make trump his company and his family pay $250 million, the Trump Organization created a brand new company, a new corporate entity that they registered in New York. It was called, and I am not kidding here, Trump Organization 2 LLC. 
We'll just move all the money to Trump Organization, too. Then they'll never find it. To be clear, we do not know that they created this new carbon copy of the Trump Organization as part of a plan to hide assets, but that is certainly what Tish James thought they were trying to do. And she asked the judge in her fraud, fraud lawsuit to issue an injunction preventing the Trump Organization from transferring any of its assets anywhere, like to Trump Organization, too. Well, today, that judge granted the request. Trump's lawyer argued that a court order was unnecessary, basically a, hey, now, you can trust us. We're not moving our assets anywhere. But the judge sided with the New York Attorney General. Why? Among other things, because of Trump and his company's, quote, demonstrated propensity to engage in persistent fraud. Adding insult to injury, the judge is also going to appoint an independent monitor to oversee the Trump organization paid for by Trump's company. And you know that one's going to sting. You can tell how much Letitia James and her fraud lawsuit are getting under Trump's skin because Trump has now filed his own countersuit against the New York Attorney General. I call it a countersuit, but it is really more of an extended truth social post in lawsuit form. Quote, the continuing witch hunt that has haunted and targeted Donald Trump since he came down the golden escalator at Trump Tower in June of 2015 continues. President Trump built a great and prosperous company, but a company nevertheless that must be carefully, delicately, yet powerfully managed. It is hard to read that with a straight face. Delicately, yet powerfully managed. He manages that company so powerfully and so delicately. You can literally hear the dictation in this lawsuit. It continues, quote, the interference by a political hack like James, who is using this lawsuit for political gain, would bring great harm to the company, the brand, the employees, and its overall reputation. Likewise, it could virtually destroy the highly profitable Florida properties, which include the legendary Trump National Doral Golf Club and Resort, one of the most successful in the world. Trump International Golf Club in Palm Beach, Florida, Trump Jupiter Country Club in Jupiter, Florida, and of course... One of the greatest and most successful clubs in the world, the Mar-a-Lago Club. This is a lawsuit, as in a legal document. Is he trying to pitch the job on, judge on a golf club membership? It sort of seems like he is. In fact, the lawsuit is so ridiculous. The New York Times reports today that many of Trump's legal advisors hotly opposed filing it at all, with good reason. One of them told the lawyers filing the suit for Trump they might be committing malpractice. Huh. But much like his tax returns, Trump appears to be very, very committed to keeping certain financial secrets. His new lawsuit, the continuing witch hunt that has haunted and targeted Donald Trump since he came down the golden escalator at Trump Tower in June of 2015, continues. President Trump built a great and prosperous company, but a company nevertheless that must be carefully, delicately, yet powerfully managed. It is hard to read that with a straight face. Delicately, yet powerfully managed. He manages that company so powerfully and so delicately. You can literally hear the dictation in this lawsuit. It continues, quote, the interference by a political hack like James, who is using this lawsuit for political gain, would bring great harm to the company, the brand, the employees, and its overall reputation. Likewise, it could virtually destroy the highly profitable Florida properties, which include the legendary Trump National Doral Golf Club and Resort, one of the most successful in the world. Trump International Golf Club in Palm Beach, Florida, Trump Jupiter Country Club in Jupiter, Florida, and of course... One of the greatest and most successful clubs in the world, the Mar-a-Lago Club. This is a lawsuit, 
as in a legal document. Is he trying to pitch the job on judge on a golf club membership? It sort of seems like he is. In fact, the lawsuit is so ridiculous. The New York Times reports today that many of Trump's legal advisors hotly opposed filing it at all, with good reason. One of them told the lawyers filing the suit for Trump they might be committing malpractice. But much like his tax returns, Trump appears to be very, very committed to keeping certain financial secrets. His new lawsuit seeks to prevent the New York Attorney General from getting access to the Donald J. Trump Revocable Trust, the entity under which all his other assets are structured. Among the financial secrets contained therein, quote, the trust contains his private estate plans and present decisions regarding the disposition of his assets upon death. That a Florida judge looks at the case Trump lays out here and says, you know what, this is credible. I think there's ab- almost absolutely no chance. I mean, we really have, he f- has filed a number of very close to frivolous or frivolous lawsuits over the past several years. And this is up there as one of the most frivolous because what it's essentially asking is one separate sovereign to walk into another sovereign's business and stop a state investigation. And that's just not how it's done. There are mechanisms within New York to challenge the attorney general's investigation. He's already used some of them. And this is just not the way you do it. So listen to that. It's really showing that with the Trump organization itself, Donald Trump is flailing. He's not only losing because the facts are against him. It's difficult to win a legal case against a strong AG like Letitia James when the facts are on her side. It's already going to be difficult enough to beat her, even if Donald Trump really was a genius with world-class lawyers and all of that. But fundamentally, guys, he is acting like an utter buffoon, like an absolute moron and that's making it so much worse and so that's the 250 million dollar lawsuit and that's bad enough but one of the things you can say for trump in that scenario is that he basically owns that company himself he doesn't really have to deal with the whims of investors but when it comes to truth social another company that is also failing hardcore he does have to deal with investors and invest I'm shifting. All the problems on this planet, bar natural phenomena, are caused by human beings. Investors right now, whether they're small-time investors, many of whom are MAGA cultists, or they're big money trying to float the project, they are all getting ready to pull the plug and make that clear in a high-stakes, very tense meeting. And it says here, in a call with investors, Patrick Orlando, the chairman and CEO of the struggling shell company, announced that DWAC, this is the company that's partnering with Trump to take Trump's true social public, was going to reconvene on November 22nd. It was an ominous sign that Digital World had failed to receive authorization from 65% of shareholders to continue the company's existence, despite months of trying. Under the terms of the DWAX Incorporation, the company was supposed to merge with a private firm within one year's time or dissolve and reimburse its investors at a rate of about $10 per share. Liquidation appears more likely to be DWAX's fate, as Trump himself appears increasingly uninterested in the company or its shareholders, as it has struggled to defend itself from a criminal investigation that executives engaged in prohibited insider trading and a separate inquiry from the Securities and Exchange Commission about allegations of illegal contact between DWAC officials and the leadership of Trump Media and Technology Group, said the report. According to this report, many Trump supporters are expected to take a haircut after purchasing DWAC at $90 a share. 
In remarks posted on True Social after the latest postponement, members of the site expressed increasing frustration with DWAC's leadership. We are all in the dark and have no idea what's going on after multiple extensions, one member wrote. I agree this is BS, another user replied. I love True Social, but I can honestly say I've never seen anything like this in my life. Guess our stock is fixing the drop lower on the news. And so you can see what's happening here. The company was sort of set up on this idea that Trump would make a bunch of money and these investors, especially the insiders, the big money that got in early, would make a bunch of money when they could consolidate the merger to take Trump's media company, which is basically true social right now, public. But they don't have the votes to do it because of all the criminal and civil investigations into the company and maybe just the sense that the company isn't very good and no one wants to actually, you know, pull the trigger and get this done. And because they can't get 65% of investors to agree, they're basically leaning towards liquidating this DWAC company, which doesn't necessarily mean true social will disappear because they're separate, but it does mean Donald Trump will lose out on a big windfall in terms of taking it public. And it likely means true social will kind of wither away into nothingness in the coming months and years because Donald Trump likely won't have the capital to run it and won't have the investment to take it and make it like a real actual business. But you can see what's happening. Investors are pissed. The big money investors are pissed and getting ready to pull the plug and take what they can get, you know, uh, you know, ripping the copper wires out of the wall on the way out. And all the small time Trump investors, some of whom bought it big money, including Marjorie Taylor Greene, ironic as it is, are set to lose hundreds, if not thousands of dollars and millions altogether. And so right now, Donald Trump's business practices are catching up to him. His crimes are speaking for themselves, but his buffoonery is making it so much worse. And even in these meetings, Trump support and Trump business partners, they are sick of him. Author or writer, I want you to know that the demand for virtual speakers is huge right now. Thousands of event planners have had to pivot away from doing live in-person events and instead started doing virtual events. And what that means is there's become a real need and a real demand in the marketplace for virtual speakers who can present an online message in a compelling and engaging way. So if you want to learn how to present virtual presentations, keynotes, and workshops, and get paid for those in as little as 90 days, then I want you to listen up because I got good news for you. As the foremost authority in how to get booked and paid to speak and build a speaking business, I've created a free webinar where I'm going to walk you through our five-step process on exactly how to get booked and paid to speak. So in this free training, and yes, it really is free, you're going to learn a couple key things. We're going to talk about how to acquire paid speaking engagements right now. We're also going to talk about how to market yourself as a speaker. And we're going to walk through the exact five-step process that I have personally used in my own business and worked with thousands of other speakers to help them build their business as well. We're also going to talk about how to price yourself as a speaker and much, much more. So here's the deal. If you want to learn how the world's most successful speakers are pivoting to virtual events and taking advantage of this executives engaged in prohibited insider trading and a separate inquiry from the Securities and Exchange Commission about allegations of illegal contact between DWAC officials and the leadership of Trump Media and Technology Group, said the report. According to this report, many Trump supporters are expected to take a haircut after purchasing DWAC at nine.
members a share. In remarks posted on True Social after the latest postponement, members of the site expressed increasing frustration with DWAC's leadership. We are all in the dark and have no idea what's going on after multiple extensions, one member wrote. I agree this is BS, another user replied. I love True Social, but I can honestly say I've never seen anything like this in my life. Guess our stock is fixing the drop lower on the news. And so you can see what's happening here. The company was sort of set up on this idea that Trump would make a bunch of money and these investors, especially the insiders, the big money that got in early, would make a bunch of money when they could consolidate the merger to take Trump's media company, which is basically true social right now, public. But they don't have the votes to do it because of all the criminal and civil investigations into the company and maybe just the sense that the company isn't very good and no one wants to actually, you know, pull the trigger and get this done. And because they can't get 65% of investors to agree, they're basically leaning towards liquidating this DWAC company, which doesn't necessarily mean true social will disappear because they're separate, but it does mean Donald Trump will lose out on a big windfall in terms of taking it public, and it likely means true social will kind of wither away into nothingness in the coming months and years. Because Donald Trump likely won't have the capital to run it and won't have the investment to take it and make it like a real actual business. But you can see what's happening. Investors are pissed. The big money investors are pissed and getting ready to pull the plug and take what they can get. You know, uh, you know, ripping the copper wires out of the wall on the way out. And all the small time Trump investors, some of whom bought it big money, including... Taylor Green, ironic as it is, are set to lose hundreds if not thousands of dollars and millions altogether. And so right now, Donald Trump's business practices are catching up to him. His crimes are speaking for themselves, but his buffoonery is making it so much worse. And even in these meetings, Trump supporters and Trump business partners, they are sick of him. Something's going on. It's big. 
of the site expressed increasing frustration with DWAC's leadership. We are all in the dark and have no idea what's going on after multiple extensions, one member wrote. I agree this is BS, another user replied. I love True Social, but I can honestly say I've never seen anything like this in my life. Guess our stock is fixing the drop lower on the news. And so you can see what's happening here. The company was sort of set up on this idea that Trump would make a bunch of money and these investors, especially the insiders, the big money that got in early, would make, make a bunch of money when they could consolidate the merger to take Trump's media company, which is basically true social right now, public. But they don't have the votes to do it because of all the criminal and civil investigations into the company and maybe just... sense that the company isn't very good and no one wants to actually you know pull the trigger and get this done and because they can't get 65 percent of investors to agree they're basically leaning towards liquidating this DWAC company which doesn't necessarily mean true social will disappear because they're separate but it does mean Donald Trump will lose out on a big windfall in terms of taking it public and it likely means true social will kind of wither away into nothingness in the coming months and years because Donald Trump likely won't have the capital to run it and won't have the investment to take it and make it like a real actual business. But you can see what's happening. Investors are pissed. The big money in are pissed and getting ready to pull the plug and take what they can get you know uh, you know ripping the copper wires out of the wall on the way out and all the small time trump investors some of whom bought it big money including marjorie taylor green ironic as it is are set to lose hundreds if not thousands of dollars and millions altogether and so right now donald trump's business practices are catching up to him his crimes are speaking for themselves, but his buffoonery is making it so much worse. And even in these meetings, Trump supporters and Trump business partners, they are sick of him. Good. Get your, get your money out. Republicans in the house. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Fail reform weather. I hate you, residential school. I hate you. You're a monster. A huge hunk. Hey, Dr. B. Come on up.
Here. Monster built with steel bones, built with cement flesh. Here. Stood person. Trump skips court deadline. Trump in trouble after illegally skipping court deadline. <laughs> I'm author and I sell literally thousands of books on Amazon every single month. And you know the crazy thing? I didn't write these books myself. In fact... Guys, one of the trends I don't think we can ignore is the long-running episode of Old Donnie and his entire team openly showing disrespect to the legal system and how they act towards deadlines. How they as individuals or as a collective have flouted deadlines, disrespected them, missed them either by accident or just plain on purpose. And now it's finally catching up to old Donnie because he just missed a critical deadline that puts him in the same sort of peril that some of his top cronies have been in for a long time and some of them have been severely punished for. And this is a big moment. And it comes at the exact same time that everything else is ramping up. That key testimony against him is being secured. Key decisions and moves are either being made or pondered at the DOJ by Merrick Garland and others that secure the effort to hold Donald Trump to justice, regardless of the political decisions he makes. So watch these clips, and then we'll get into Donald Trump blowing one of his biggest legal deadlines yet, and how it puts him into immediate peril, the sort of thing that could see him indicted in hours or days. Sources exclusively tell CNN that DOJ officials are weighing the need for a special counsel to oversee the ongoing federal investigations into former President Trump if he launches a 2024 presidential bid. Caroline Polisi joins us now. She is a criminal defense attorney and a lecturer at law at Columbia Law School. Caroline, thank you so much for joining us. So what do you make of this potential move? And would this potentially shield the DOJ from any accusations that it could be acting politically here? Well, Bianca, I think it's a dicey move. You're right that a special counsel appointment is supposed to sort of immunize DOJ from political attacks. But Think back to recent memory, think Ken Starr, Robert Mueller, uh, John Durham, um, and you'll note right away that um, it doesn't actually do that job. I, I think that this open, that it will open up DOJ regardless to, um, you know, political attacks on, on both sides. How much does it change the timeline, if at all? Uh, I think significantly, you know, right now we're DOJ is pretty far into those two uh, big investigations that you noted, both the Mar-a-Lago investigation and the January 6th investigation. A special counsel would really muck things up. Obviously, they would, you know, turn over information, but the special counsel would have his or her own team of prosecutors, um, and it would it would be quite a distraction, I think. 
What do you make of some of the names the CNN is reporting the DOJ is now considering? Some old guard, um, well-respected former Southern District of New York prosecutors, some names that have been floated are David Raskin, as well as David Rohde, a prosecutor turned a defense lawyer. Uh, tell us more about these potential names. Yeah, it, it doesn't get much um, more prestigious when you talk about the Southern District of New York former uh, prosecutors there are routinely appointed by federal judges to be special counsels of this nature. So it doesn't surprise me that these names are being floated. Um, they all have a very, very uh, good resumes, I would note. Let's uh, turn to Cash Patel um, and get a reminder here of what uh, he was saying about the documents. Uh, this is before, obviously, he testified it was offered uh, immunity. In October of 2020, President Trump put out for the world to see a sweeping declassification order, and he did it via social media. Every single Russiagate doc, every single Hillary Gate doc, every one. Those are his words. That is the precedent that the President of the United States is allowed to operate under. And then in December and January, in the way out, I witnessed him declassify whole sets of documents. So uh, that's what he said on television. He's now spoken to this grand jury. How does his having immunity walking into that room on this uh, topic change potentially this investigation? Huge deal, Victor. Very, very big deal for DOJ to grant Patel use immunity. It essentially means if he provides truthful testimony, they cannot use that against him in a later prosecution. It means that the, the target on President Trump's back is growing bigger and bigger. I suspect they want information about their obstruction of justice inquiry with respect to, just as you noted, the declassification sort of in the mind of President Trump of these large swaths of documents that they uncovered at, at Mar-a-Lago. All right, Caroline Felici, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. An exclusive reporting uh, involving a potential Trump run, as Jeff was just talking about. The Justice Department is said to be considering whether it will need to appoint a special counsel to oversee major federal investigations involving the former president if he decides to run again in 2024. Paula Reed is live in Washington with this. This is, this is fascinating, and it could happen soon if Trump runs. Oh, good morning. Well, Poppy, traditionally in the weeks leading up to an election, the Justice Department does not take any... I ...action in cases that could have political consequences. Though over the past several weeks behind the scenes, the Biden Justice Department has been quietly planning how to best handle their most politically charged cases. And sources tell CNN that justice officials have even discussed whether they should appoint a special counsel to oversee the investigations into former President Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election and his alleged mishandling of national security documents kept at his Mar-a-Lago home. Now, officials have debated whether doing so could potentially insulate the Justice Department from accusations that the Biden administration is targeting his chief political rival, especially as Trump inches closer to a potential 2024 run. But a special counsel would ultimately still report to the attorney general. And as we saw with the Mueller probe into Trump-Russia connections in 2016, special counsels are certainly not immune from political attacks. 
So even though we're in the so-called quiet period at the Justice Department, they're still staffing up their investigations with experienced prosecutors. They're using aggressive grand jury subpoenas and even secret court battles to compel testimony from witnesses in both Trump probes. I mean, this is fascinating, right? And you're so right, because uh, even though they were special counsel, Mueller, the Durham investigation, there were so many accusations from you know people in both parties about being political. If this happens, so if Trump runs, how soon could we see a special counsel appointed? It's unclear at this point. Here's what we know from our reporting. After the midterms, the focus in the country will likely shift to the 2024 presidential elections. And sources familiar with the inner workings of the Justice Department say that could incentivize the Justice Department to make these crucial charging decisions as quickly as possible. Now, the final decision on whether to charge uh, the former president, whether to appoint a special counsel, it'll ultimately fall to the attorney general. And it's not just Trump that he will have to contend with after the election. The long-running investigation of Hunter Biden is nearing a conclusion, and there is also a final decision on potential charges against Congressman Matt Gates. So the Attorney General can be very busy after the election. Paula, really important reporting. Thanks for bringing it to us. So listen to that, guys. What this shows is that everything is heating up. The Patel stuff, which now apparently, as I record this, the testimony has been secured, is a massive deal. But further than that, you're seeing this move by Garland, and there's a debate about whether or not this slows things down. But by and large, most of the people I've read have you know, and, and analyzed from and people that I, I consult when I think about these things, they've said and they've written that this is a good thing. This is a sign that the process is serious, that they're going to try and disassociate it from day-to-day -day politics, and that the people being considered are not only hard-nosed, tough investigators, but the very top of their field and the sort of people that won't shy away from holding this loser crony ex-president and all of his corruption accountable if that's where the evidence leads. And we all know that's certainly where the evidence is leading. But fundamentally, what happened earlier today as of 10 a.m. is Donald Trump missed a critical deadline at the J6 committee. He missed one of his biggest legal deadlines yet, and it puts him in the same position Bannon was in. And it says here, failure to comply would put him in the same category as Steve Bannon, who was prosecuted, so some effort would be smart. Vance later confirmed the deadline was 10 a.m. Nothing suggests Trump has turned over documents. Ball is in the committee's court. But the committee subpoena has another date on it, November 14. That's the date Trump is legally required to appear before the select committee to testify. Multiple news outlets are also reporting that that's the day he plans to announce his third presidential run. And two sources said Trump team specifically discussed November 14th as one possible announcement date. And Trump is expected to announce that third run soon after the midterms, possibly as soon as November 14th. And now Trump's expected announcement has been the lead story for the top hour much of the day. And so, guys, what this is, is Donald Trump openly flouting the deadline. But the danger here is that he is now in the same position Bannon is in. He's in trouble. Now, he's not necessarily been locked up or convicted or charged, but now that's the position he's in. For the first time ever, there's a very clear roadmap for a Donald Trump indictment. It's exactly what happened to Bannon. The committee...
charges. It goes to the Congress to do the same, the House in particular. If they pass it in the House, it goes to the DOJ. This can happen very quickly. Not necessarily going to, ha going to happen, but he could be indicted hypothetically any day now because of this decision. Because he's got two deadlines. One, all your documents and all that stuff today, he missed that deadline. And also, you've got to testify by the 14th. He's missed one of the big ones. Will he miss the other one? We don't know. But now he is in more immediate legal danger than ever before, provided that everyone hold him to account. Donald Trump is openly thumbing his nose at the committee. It's their job to respond now and lock his ass up, or at least start the process to do that as quickly as possible. Trump's in trouble. Now it's time to make him pay for that trouble leading cause of bankruptcy medical debt and what debt was the documents he was supposed to um interest even seize your wages or your home but prop 209 caps interest at three percent to protect your property and paycheck vote yes so guys one of the trends i don't think we can ignore is the long-running episode of old donnie and his entire team openly showing disrespect to the legal system and how they act towards deadlines. How they as individuals or as a collective have flouted deadlines, disrespected them, missed yeah. them either by accident or just plain on purpose. And now it's finally catching up to old Donnie because he just old missed Donnie. a critical deadline that puts him in the same sort of peril that some of his top cronies have been in for a long time and some of them have been severely punished for. And this is a big moment. And it comes at the exact same time that everything else is ramping up, that key testimony against him is being secured and key decisions and moves are either being made or pondered at the DOJ by Merrick Garland and others that secure the effort to hold Donald Trump to justice, regardless of the political decisions he makes. So watch these clips, and then we'll get into Donald Trump blowing one of his biggest legal deadlines yet, and how it puts him into immediate peril, the sort of thing that could see him indicted in hours or days. Sources exclusively tell CNN that DOJ officials are weighing the need for a special counsel to oversee the ongoing federal investigations into former President Trump if he launches a 2024 presidential bid. Caroline Polisi joins us now. She is a criminal defense attorney and a lecturer at law at Columbia Law School. Caroline, thank you so much for joining us. So what do you make of this potential move? And would this potentially shield the DOJ from any accusations that it could be acting politically here? 
Well, Pianna, I think it's a dicey move. You're right that a special counsel appointment is supposed to sort of immunize DOJ from political attacks, but think back to recent memory, think Ken Starr, Robert Mueller, uh, John Durham, um, and you'll note right away that um, it doesn't actually do that job. I, I think that this open, that it will open up DOJ regardless to, um, you know, political attacks on, on both sides. How much does it change the timeline, if at all? Uh, I think significantly, you know, right now we're DOJ is pretty far into those two uh, big investigations that you noted, both the Mar-a-Lago investigation and the January 6th investigation. A special counsel would really muck things up. Obviously, they would, you know, turn over information, but the special counsel would have his or her own team of prosecutors, um, and it would it would be quite a distraction, I think. What do you make of some of the names that CNN is reporting the DOJ is now considering? Some old guard, um, well-respected former Southern District of New York prosecutors, some names that have been floated are David Rafkin, as well as David Rohde, a prosecutor turned a defense lawyer. Uh, tell us more about these potential names. Yeah, it, it doesn't get much um, more prestigious when you talk about the Southern District of New York former uh, prosecutors there are routinely appointed by federal judges to be special counsels of this nature. So it doesn't surprise me that these names are being floated. Um, they all have a very, very uh, good resumes, I would note. Let's uh, turn to Cash Patel um, and get a reminder here of what uh, he was saying about the documents. Uh, this is before, obviously, he testified it was offered uh, immunity. In October of 2020, President Trump put out for the world to see a sweeping declassification order, and he did it via social media. Every single Russia Gate doc, every single Hillary Gate doc, every one. Those are his words. That is the precedent that the President of the United States is allowed to operate under. And then in December and January, in the way out, I witnessed him declassify whole sets of documents. So uh, that's what he said on television. He's now spoken to this grand jury. How does his having immunity walking into that room on uh, big investigations that you noted, both the Mar-a-Lago investigation and the January 6th investigation, a special counsel would really muck things up. Obviously, they would you know, turn over information, but the special counsel would have his or her own team of prosecutors, um, and it would, it would be quite a distraction, I think. What do you make of some of the names that CNN is reporting the DOJ is now considering? Some old guard, um, well-respected former Southern District of New York prosecutors, some names that have been floated are David Rafkin, as well as David Rohde, a prosecutor turned a defense lawyer. Uh, tell us more about these potential names. Yeah, it, it doesn't get much um, more prestigious when you talk about the Southern District of New York former uh, prosecutors there are routinely appointed by federal judges to be special counsels of this nature. So it doesn't surprise me that these names are being floated. Um, they all have very, very uh, good resumes, I would note. Let's uh, turn to Cash Patel um, and get a reminder here of what uh, he was saying about the documents. Uh, this is before, obviously, he testified it was offered. Uh, Tiny $4 company steal billions from Tesla? Well, the world's richest billionaires seem to think so. You see, tech... Uh, immunity.
In October of 2020, President Trump put out for the world to see a sweeping declassification order, and he did it via social media. Every single Russiagate doc, every single Hillary Gate doc, every one. Those are his words. That is the precedent that the President of the United States is allowed to operate under. And then in December and January, in the way out, I witnessed him declassify whole sets of documents. So uh, that's what he said on television. He's now spoken to this grand jury. How does his having immunity walking into that room on this uh, topic change potentially this investigation? Huge deal, Victor. Very, very big deal for DOJ to grant Patel use immunity. It essentially means if he provides truthful testimony, they cannot use that against him in a later prosecution. It means that the, the target on President Trump's back is growing bigger and bigger. I suspect they want information about their obstruction of justice inquiry with respect to, just as you noted, the declassification sort of in the mind of President Trump of these large swaths of documents that they uncovered at, at Mar-a-Lago. All right, Caroline Polisi, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. An exclusive reporting uh, involving a potential Trump run, as Jeff was just talking about. The Justice Department has said to be considering whether it will need to appoint a special counsel to oversee major federal investigations involving the former president if he decides to run again in 2024. Paula Reed is live in Washington with this. This is, this is fascinating, and it could happen soon if Trump runs. Oh, good morning. Well, Poppy, traditionally in the weeks leading up to an election, the Justice Department does not take any overt action in cases that could have political consequences. Though over the past several weeks behind the scenes, the Biden Justice Department has been quietly planning how to best handle several of their most politically charged cases. And sources tell CNN that justice officials have even discussed whether they should appoint a special counsel to oversee the investigations into former President Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election and his alleged mishandling of national security documents kept yes. in his Mar-a-Lago home. do it. Now, officials have debated whether doing so could potentially insulate the Justice Department from accusations that the Biden administration is targeting his chief political rival, especially as Trump inches closer to a potential 2024 run. But a special counsel would ultimately still report to the attorney general. And as we saw with the Mueller probe into Trump-Russia connections in 2016, special counsels are certainly not immune from political attacks. So even though we're in the so-called quiet period at the Justice Department, they're still staffing up their investigations with experienced prosecutors. They're using aggressive grand jury subpoenas and even secret court battles to compel testimony from witnesses in both Trump probes. I mean, this is fascinating, right? And you're so right, because uh, even though they were special counsel, Mueller, the Durham investigation, there were so many accusations from you know people in both parties about being political. If this happens, so if Trump runs, how soon could we see a special counsel appointed? It's unclear at this point. Here's what we know from our reporting. After the midterms, the focus in the country will likely shift to the 2024 presidential elections. And sources familiar with the inner workings of the Justice Department say that could incentivize the Justice Department to make these crucial charging decisions as quickly as possible. Now, the final decision on whether to charge uh, the former president, whether to appoint a special counsel, it'll ultimately fall to the attorney general. And it's not just Trump that he will have to contend with after the election. The long-running investigation of Hunter Biden is nearing a conclusion, and there is also a final decision on potential charges against Congressman Matt Gates. The Attorney General can be very busy after the election. Paula, really important reporting. Thanks for bringing it to us. So listen to that, guys. What this shows is that everything is heating up. Being political, if this happens, so if Trump runs, 
How soon could we see a special counsel appointed? It's unclear at this point. Here's what we know from our reporting. After the midterms, the focus in the country will likely shift to the 2024 presidential elections. And sources familiar with the inner workings of the Justice Department say that could incentivize the Justice Department to make these crucial charging decisions as quickly as possible. Now, the final decision on whether to charge uh, the former president, whether to appoint a special counsel, it'll ultimately fall to the attorney general. And it's not just Trump that he will have to contend with after the election. The long-running investigation of Hunter Biden is nearing a conclusion, and there is also a final decision on potential charges against Congressman Matt Gates. So the Attorney General can be very busy after the election. Paula, really important reporting. Thanks for bringing it to us. So listen to that, guys. What this shows is that everything is heating up. The Patel stuff, which now apparently, as what I report about? this, Congressman Matt Gates. So the Attorney General can be very busy after the election. Paula incentivize the Justice Department to make these crucial charging decisions as quickly as possible. Now, the final decision on whether to charge uh, the former president, whether to appoint a special counsel, it'll ultimately fall to the attorney general. And it's not just Trump that he will have to contend with after the election. The long-running investigation of Hunter Biden is nearing a conclusion. And there is also a final decision on potential charges against Congressman Matt Gates. So the attorney general can be very busy after the election. Paula, really important reporting. Thanks for bringing it to us. So listen to that, guys. What this shows is that everything is heating up. The Patel stuff, which now apparently, as I record this, the testimony has been secured, is a massive deal. But further than that, you're seeing this move by Garland, and there's a debate about whether or not this slows things down. But by and large, most of the people I... These are some of the comments... They should immediately, immediately charge him with inherent contempt of Congress. The legislation allows a sergeant-at-arms to arrest Trump, drag him to a capital cell, and hold him there until he purges the contempt by testifying. Then they can charge him and return him to the cells until trial. Could someone please explain to me how this guy keeps getting away with this illegal behavior? If this was me or any other American, we'd be arrested, sitting in jail, awaiting trial. With him being a president, doesn't this make 45 even more accountable? He has lawyers that should be advising him. If they're not, I would say time to fire those guys. They should go with Judge Derry as this is the guy that Trump chose. Trump's in trouble. Now it's time to make him pay for that trouble. How many times have we said this in the past? How long will we continue to say this in the future? Hold him accountable, DOJ. Otherwise, he'll step all over you, this country, and everyone who stands for justice. Yeah. Instead of holding him accountable and using him as an example to others, he is still out walking around free. Thankfully, the judicial system is catching up with the former guy. I feel like an election that's two years, two full years down the road should not hinder an investigation in any way. If you've got evidence that a criminal committed crimes, charge him with the crimes. Enough with all this, but what about the 2024 election nonsense? It's 2022. Let's get the show on the road already. Yeah, I totally fucking agree.
I feel a call to the doge coming on. When I think about these things, they've said and they've written that this is a good thing. This is a sign that the process is serious, that they're going to try and disassociate it from day-to-day politics, and that the people being considered are not only hard-nosed, tough investigators, but the very top of their field and the sort of people that won't shy away from holding this loser crony ex-president and all of his corruption accountable if that's where the evidence leads. And we all know that's certainly where the evidence is leading. But fundamentally, what happened earlier today as of 10 a.m. is Donald Trump missed a critical deadline at the J6 committee. He missed one of his biggest legal deadlines yet, and it puts him in the same position Bannon was in, and it says here, to comply would put him in the same category as Steve Bannon, who was prosecuted, so some effort would be smart. Vance later confirmed the deadline was 10 a.m. Nothing suggests Trump has turned over documents. Ball is in the committee.